Welcome to Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, where we promote integration and collaboration. Whether you are just starting your practice or you are ready to push the profession forward, we aim to provide you all the tools necessary to form relationships and educate your community. After all, spines of all sizes deserve to be adjusted. Welcome to our podcast and thanks for listening. Hey guys, Dr. Katie with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic. This podcast episode, we're going to be talking about malpractice insurance. What is it and why do you need it? There are several different kinds of malpractice insurance and it's important to have the right fit so that way you can protect yourself and your business and your right to practice. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Hey guys, treating patients is not about doing everything alone. When you're starting a practice, it can be hard getting out there, marketing yourself, talking to other providers about what you do. I get it. I am strongly introverted. I do not like talking to other people. And the last thing I want to do is try and sell myself. But it is really important when I'm working on patients that I remember I am working together as a team. So there are other parts to the animal care team and I need to do my part to reach out and talk with them and learn from them about what is important that they're doing that impacts what I'm doing and vice versa. So I really love the Evidence-Based Chiropractor, a program developed by Dr. Jeffrey Langmaid because it helps bridge the gap between medical doctors and chiropractors. So that way we can figure out what is best for our patients. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about his program, I recommend you looking him up on the Evidence-Based Chiropractor Hey guys, this is Dr. Kate with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about the super sexy malpractice insurance, aka professional liability insurance. Now, uh, my chiropractic colleagues, I don't want to call you guys out, (laughs) um, but I've noticed several people when they decide to shift from seeing uh, human patients into seeing animal patients, I think all of our common sense goes out the window. Uh, We think we don't need to take notes, we don't need to do an exam, we don't need an informed consent, and we definitely don't need insurance, right? Um, uh, Wrong, 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 right? Um, I think that treating people, there's definitely a certain amount of risk. There's more emotions that come with it. But when I'm treating animal patients, um, there's more risk that comes into it. I can't talk to the patient. I can't really get a thorough history. And, um, you know, owners have expectations that sometimes I can't, you know, obtain, right? Um, So it is important that I have proper insurance to cover me in case anything goes wrong. And I think chiropractic is very safe. I think it's very effective and I think it helps a lot of patients but unfortunately if I'm working on a really expensive show horse that's valued over $40,000 which is well worth and more the value of my car well I should have proper insurance in case anything goes wrong and I tell horse people this all the time would you rather get your medication from a doctor or go buy from a crack addict off the street right um, they're like, uh, is, is this a trick question, right? But uh, when you choose someone who isn't properly trained and isn't doing things ethically and legally in the right way, well, then what happens is something goes wrong, right? Someone who's obviously in it for the money doesn't care about the insurance, doesn't uh, care about the proper history taking, doesn't care about having the proper insurance, right? So in the case that something wrong goes wrong and happens to your horse, well, then uh, thankfully someone has proper insurance to help fix that kind of situation, help pay uh, for remediation and stuff like that, right? Um, Or to help pay for damages, right? So I think it's important that we hold ourselves to a higher standard because things can happen and things can go wrong. And unfortunately, sometimes we're held responsible for that, right? So guys, even though you're working on animals, you're not working on humans anymore, it's still important to carry malpractice coverage. And um, I'm going to sidebar and say that uh, your malpractice coverage only covers you if you're doing things the right way. So if I'm an animal chiropractor and I'm not following the laws of my state, 
if I don't have a, a current license, if I don't have proper informed consent and documentation, well, then uh, my coverage might go out the window. Um, so if I'm not practicing in the state that I'm licensed in, if I don't carry, um, you know, a license in that state, if I don't um, have uh, proper documentation, if I don't do an informed consent, if I'm not getting a vet referral, if I'm not doing things the way I should be doing them, I might not have coverage anyway, even though I'm paying for it, right? So in this podcast episode, I'm going to talk about what is malpractice insurance and why it's important and what are the different types of malpractice insurance because there are several different types of policies and it's important to know the difference between them so that way you can have proper coverage. So um, I'm here to tell you guys that I am not a lawyer. I am not a tax accountant. I am not an insurance agent by any means. I'm just unfortunately somebody that learned from experience that I may not have enough coverage, right? I've had two uh, angry owners, unfortunately, try to start a lawsuit. And I think thankfully they never have developed into one, right? But um, I think we didn't have proper expectations going into care with those owners. And unfortunately, grief makes us uh, litigious, right? So uh, when working on geriatric animals, especially, um, sometimes we're dealing with pets that have cancer. And we're not managing the cancer, we're co-managing, we're helping keeping these pets functional. Or when we're working on these high dollar performance animals who are, you know, really, really expensive, their value, right? Um, It's important that we know how to talk to our owners and manage their expectations, do everything legally and ethically by getting informed consent and documenting our records and getting a referral. Um, And also we have proper business sense. We know how to set up our assets and keep them separate. So that way, if someone does choose to sue me, um, they're not going to take me for everything that I'm worth, right? And if you're curious about that last part, what type of business should I be? Uh, What entity should I be? And maybe what other insurance do I need, but I don't know that I need. Um, I have podcast episodes directly tailored to those two subjects. Okay, I've, I've done individual podcasts on those in the past. Um, it's also covered in my business basics course if you'd like to look into that. Um, but this podcast episode, I strictly want to talk about malpractice insurance because I have had my fair share of owners that were angry and upset and maybe wanted to sue. And because I had everything done the right way, I fortunately was covered, right? So the different types of malpractice coverage policies you can have is one, an occurrence policy. An occurrence policy is essentially I'm buying a year of coverage, right? So January 1st through December 31st, 2021, I am covered. But with an occurrence policy, I'm covered for life. So say I bought that term, then um, that whole policy, I'm covered for the rest of my life. So if somebody wants to sue me for an event that happened January 1st, 2021, but it's now 2025 that they decide they want to start suing me, I am still covered if I had an occurrence policy. Now, um, make sure you hold on to your paperwork and you read all the fine print because not many places sell occurrence policies anymore. Um, sometimes it can be called term coverage. Um, But I do want to make sure that if you have occurrence policies, they're hard to come by. Um, They're really nice to have because you're covered for the rest of your life in that term that if someone wants to come and sue you for that term, you are covered, right? Now, this is different from a claims made policy, which uh, many places are are selling claims made. Um, Basically, I buy from January 1st to December 31st, 2021. I'm covered if anyone makes a claim in that term, right? So if someone, um, I have an adverse reaction February 1st and in June they file a claim, then I'm covered. But if they decide to, it's 2021 when the event happened, but 2025 they want to sue me, and I didn't buy tail coverage, which is what we're going to talk about in a minute, 
then I would not be covered, okay? So the claims are put in during that term that you have bought, okay, is what you're covered for. Now, if you buy tail coverage, it's kind of like an extension. So you can buy it for two, three, I think even up to five years past the claims made policy. But it's basically like an extension in case anyone says, uh, I think I want to sue that person for that incident that happened three years ago, right? Uh, this would protect you in that case, right? So many policies, once they are, um, you know, finished, um, uh, insurance agent will reach out to you and say, hey, do you want tail coverage? Now, tail coverage can be helpful. So say, for example, you're working in a vet hospital and you're associated uh, with them directly and say for whatever reason you leave that vet hospital. Um, if that uh, owner that you are working with is a patient of theirs um, and you're no longer treating them, it might be a good idea just to cover yourself um, for any future disparities that may have happened. Um, so that way everyone is protected in that case. Okay, malpractice coverage, what it does is basically I'm treating a patient as a doctor and something during treatment goes wrong, if you will, adverse reaction, expectations weren't correct, um, and an owner decides I'm not happy with the care that was rendered, gross negligence, or what have you. It's going to cover you in case any of that doctor-patient kind of stuff happens, right? Now, this is completely separate um, from events such as, say, you're working on a horse and the horse destroys property. It kicks the fence, breaks the fence, barn manager's upset. Did you talk about this ahead of time? Is the owner going to pay for it because it's their horse that kicked? Are you going to pay for it because you were adjusting the horse? It was painful and it kicked out. That's a completely different type of insurance policy. Um, say, for whatever reason, an owner's holding a horse for you. There's hand surgeon and they need their hands, right? And the horse bites their hand and breaks it while you're adjusting them. Well, are you responsible for paying for that because now they're out of work? That's a different type of policy. Um, and then for whatever reason, if you get kicked while you're working on a horse, you're out of work. Um, who's responsible for that? That's a different type of policy. Okay, so there's many different types of insurance, but today we just talked about the doctor patient. I'm treating a patient. They didn't do as well as we thought they were going to do. And uh, for whatever reason, the owner's not happy with the care rendered, right? So guys, it's important you carry malpractice insurance because even in your state, if you're working under a vet's license, like I am in Texas, unfortunately, um, or if you're under direct supervision or something like that, we got to hold ourselves to a higher standard. We got to follow laws in our state and especially important if you are jumping around show circuits. So say, for example, I live in Texas, but I go to Florida to follow my clients that are in a show. Well, A, did I ask for dual licensure for the time that I'm there? Am I following the laws in the state while I'm there? Am I still doing informed consent and proper documentation? And do I have malpractice coverage regardless of where I am? Okay, so those are important things we need to consider because these patients, if we're doing show circuits, we're not doing follow-up sometimes. So say, for example, I'm working on a horse in Florida and I did everything right, but then they have this friend who wants to get treated, but I'm never going to see that person again. I'm just going to do a one and done, as I call it. Well, then I can't follow up with that patient. I can't have, you know, a doctor-patient relationship because I'm only seeing them one time. So uh, I think that's a higher risk for a malpractice claim because I'm only seeing them one time uh, what if they don't do well and I don't follow up and they don't get proper care? Like say I want them to go see acupuncture or I want them to go get a massage or like I have no way of following up with this person to see if their pet's going to get the proper results from care that I rendered. 
So I would think jumping around from show circuit to show circuit, it's even more important to have this malpractice coverage because I don't have that um, long-term doctor-patient relationship with that owner and that pet. Okay, so just a couple of things to uh, chew on because unfortunately, one of my biggest problems with, um, you know, chiropractic school, vet school, any kind of doctor school, we learn all the doctor things, like here's all the patient stuff, but we don't learn the business things. Like what type of business should we have? What should we file as LLC or sole proprietor? Or uh, we don't have the proper uh, patient management. Like how do we talk to owner and set their expectations with these these pets who, you know, may have cancer, maybe terminal, and I'm just seeing them to get them functional. And then, you know, maybe we don't have this third piece where we talk about insurance. What kind of insurance do you need in order to protect you if this and this and this happens? Okay, so those are three critical pieces we're missing when you go to school. And that's why I developed this podcast, because I'm going to talk to you real talk and I'm going to help you protect your business so you can protect your practice and you can keep seeing patients. That's what this podcast is all about. And I hope you enjoy this podcast, even though it's very technical and also very scary, right? Because we don't want things to happen. And thankfully, or usually... Thankfully, they don't happen, but just in case they do, you're going to be protected. Okay, guys, so I love you guys, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. I hope these free tools have served you and your business so you can serve more patients. It's really tough being an animal chiropractor. I know it. You're trying to meet all these people, trying to get their vet to sign these referral forms, and you don't know if you can make your business work financially. It's hard. I get it. Now, when I first got started, all of my chiropractic mentors told me you have to do all these marketing events, meet all these people you don't know, shake a lot of hands, and get them into your practice. I was always wondering where my next new patient was going to come from. And if I'm being honest with you all, it wasn't sustainable. It always put fear in my head that I would never have a practice of my dreams. So fast forward a couple years, and here I am with a successful and thriving animal chiropractic practice. And it took a lot of mindset shifts in order to get here. What I thought and what I was told would work didn't work for me. So I had to develop a program that worked for a strongly introverted, kind of awkward person who just loves animals and wants to serve them well. I had to shift away from always thinking about where I'm going to get my new patients in to instead focusing on the relationships I built in my community and becoming an authority figure on animal chiropractic. So you guys, I have a free course that's going to tell you a little bit more about how I made these mindset shifts and why I started this Making Strides movement. So that way we can push the animal chiropractic profession forward. Please join us on makingstridesforanimalchiropractic.com. Take the free course and see what it has to offer you. Hey guys, Dr. Katie here. Thanks for listening. My intention behind starting this podcast was to build awareness and promote our amazing profession. If you like what we're doing here, please like, share, or leave a review. Help us to spread this movement so we all can begin to take steps towards change. Let's make strides for animal chiropractic.